0: A very brief couple week midsummer break we're back miserable and reckless unfiltered opinions about sports music culture and all things the south i'm logan today with morgan dustin and ryan uh be sure to go follow us on all social media give us five stars and a great review um wherever you get your podcast apple Podcasts, amazon spotify stitcher make sure you just smash that subscribe button all right it's two years of this thing fellas it's uh episode 90 now on miserable and reckless we've been putting out lots of uh what i would say better than gold um, uh, takes for the internet to be able to consume each and every week. But I, I would like to take the time to say thank you to the listeners. Thank you to those that have reached out, you know, with uh, letting us know that people are listening to our, our ramblings on the internet, our rants, and, you know, some of the best damn coverage you can get on with, through this alternative media that is the podcasting format. But thank you. Two years of Miserable and Reckless. <clears throat> All
1: right. Start off with, Good, bad, and the ugly. Morgan, why don't you kick it off?
2: Well, I have, I'm going to be positive Patty this week. I got a good, great, and awesome. So with my uh, my good is that Brody and Bridget uh, got to experience their first sleepover um, without mommy and daddy around for multiple days. Um, and they're both alive still. <laughs> <laughs> with that and and my great is that um it was because uh crystal took me on a surprise birthday getaway um this past week to carolina beach for a few nights we stayed right there in the ocean uh right next to the boardwalk which is great um it was awesome and then speaking of awesome going into my awesome it was my uh it's one of the most special birthdays you can have right now, other than turning 21. Uh, it was my 40th birthday. So, I'm a man!
3: Yeah. I'm 40! A <laughs> <laughs> um, little
0: yeah, classic Mike good. Gundy for you.
2: <laughs> that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you
4: disagree with anything the rest of the year, you can just use that.
3: I'm a man.
2: <laughs> but yeah so it was, it was awesome so we now uh, with this whole experience we now know we can feel comfortable leaving the kids alone with grandma or other people that we trust uh for a, at least one night and be able to kind of go out and uh do things if we want to so that's my good great and awesome
1: all right ryan good bad and the ugly all right had a couple of weeks to kind of think about and prepare, but I'm gonna go with what I originally had,
5: which is all kind of racetrack stuff. Brush through these pretty quickly. Um, it's football week. So let's uh, let's go with a couple of goods. I have two goods and then a bad. Um, Grayson McCall. You guys remember, I think if you listen to our podcast, who that is, he's a quarterback for Coastal Carolina. He has the uh, Chanticleer Mohawk that he's got going on, and uh, still topical. Uh, because he is also going to be, thanks to name, image, and likeness, he's going to be sponsoring or helping to sponsor the Darlington Speedway race. It's uh, the NASCAR race is going to Darlington to go once a year. It's a big deal. It's a very famous historic race, not up there with Daytona, but it's, it's, it's right up there. It's one of the Southern jewels. Um, if you, uh, if you win one of those races, uh, people pay attention. Um, so that's on Labor Day and he's gonna be helping uh promote that race. Um also shout out that he's from Indian Trail, North Carolina, which is the home of another great quarterback who played in the Carolinas. So uh he's moved on to play for uh, a team the in commanders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, that's, where, uh,
0: that's where career's gonna die, by the way.
5: <laughs> so I'm looking, looking forward even start. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that Indian Trail native, uh, maybe uh sometime this fall since i live in the area we'll see how how aggressively cheap tickets are but anyways grace and mccall darlington speedway uh labor day weekend so that's cool that's a cool little name image likeness and hopefully those guys are uh, we'll get to that a little bit later but hopefully those guys do all right this year down at coastal um another racing story uh, especially it ties back to our podcast watching uh last saturday as i often try and do with marty and mcgee uh, all of a sudden, uh, Marty's telling a story about a phrase that uh, made it pretty far, if I remember correctly, in our Southern 64, or maybe it was Southern 32 last year. Um, he is uh, was giving a, I think he was giving an answer and just rolled off the tongue with a do what now? Um, <laughs> TV. And then immediately caught himself and corrected himself and said, oh, I'm sorry, I sound like a hillbilly or whatever. And then immediately launched into a story about how Dale Jr. was on the Jay Leno show, I guess, a while back, right after uh, he'd won Daytona. And uh, I guess Jay Leno asked him a a question or two. And he, throughout the interview, responded a couple of times with Do What Now? And Marty Smith just thought that was the funniest thing in the world on live TV. (laughs) I guess it's not live if it's Leno, but you get the point. So uh, in case you were wondering, both Marty Smith and Dale Jr. got caught using the Do What Now a couple of times. So that's my uh, second racing story. And then the third thing that's uh, connected to this also is connected to junior. Um, so North Wilkesboro, I don't know, I I probably am reaching at this point, but that's a very famous speedway in North Carolina. For any of the racing fans that are out there that know some of the older tracks that you may have heard about growing up. Um, NASCAR used to race here along with Nashville and South Boston and some of the other uh, what we'll call historic tracks. So they were um, being Long story short, North Wilkesboro Exposed in North Carolina, and they are going through the process, thanks to, in part, to Dale Jr. and some of his money, to uh, bring that track back. Um, they have asphalt racing that they're going to be doing in August. Um, if you want to see what that track used to look like, just look on the back of American Aquarium's album cover. Um, and they are sitting in the stands with the weeds growing in between the, uh, with the benches and everything else. So uh, this is a track that needed some work for sure. The fact that they're going to be holding a race here at the end of August and having dirt racing in October is a pretty big deal. Unfortunately, um, leave the politics out of it, but we'll just say uh, thanks to supply chain issues, uh, <laughs> they are, there's a shortage of race tires. So they had to cancel the week before Junior's race, and then they had to cancel one of the races potentially afterwards. Costs the track some serious amount of coin right when they're getting started. Um, they're going to give refunds to everybody, which is very nice of them. But uh, that was kind of my bad. But they are having the race. The junior is going to be racing in. So hopefully that'll be cool to, uh, at the first race back, if I understand correctly, at North Wilkesboro, you'll have Dale Jr. racing. And he's going to be racing in the number three car. And he's going to be sponsored by Sundrop. So in case you needed the North Carolina circle to come <laughs> <go laughs> fully, fully all the way around. So that's my my little racing update
1: before we get into the football season. <laughs> All right, Dustin, good, bad, and the ugly. Not a bad NASCAR update. That one I'll take. I didn't I didn't have the next topic to you on it. All right. Um,
4: three things for you this week. Uh good, bad, and ugly A true, good, bad and ugly. Good. Today's is an important day in history. This is August
1: the eighteenth when we are recording. On this day in fifteen eighty seven, Virginia Dare was born in the great
4: state of North Carolina, was not the state of North Carolina at the time, obviously, but she was the first English child born in the New World, one of the many, many, many first of the great state of North Carolina, uh, just leading the way for America. Um, if, you, if you out there ever want to understand why we love the state and the area and everything about it so much, look up what we were first in. It was basically everything. It was first in. Freedom, first in flight, first uh, settlement, first uh, child born in the new world, list goes on. North Carolina's a great place. We all should celebrate it. August the 18th, 1857, Virginia Dare kicked it all off for us. So we got her to thank.
0: During my internship, I had an argument with one of my coworkers who was from Ohio. Oh boy. (laughs) One, you know, armpit of America, Ohio. Dead bug. capital of the yeah. world but he used to say that we stole the first in flight uh saying and that it really should belong to ohio and i said yeah because the wright brothers tested their planes out on the beaches of ohio
5: <laughs> so you're saying the wright brothers were the first transplants from ohio <laughs>
1: yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> we've been dealing with that shit for 100 years <laughs> so <clears throat> you know anyway Going to go ahead and wave the flag a little bit here. Uh, kick off year, I guess we've we're rolling into year three, yeah. And reckless, so uh, then we got a bad. Uh, as some of you may have paid attention to, uh, Big Ten
4: finalized their um media contract. Um, it actually was announced today here on August 18th. That's not really my bad, but my bad is. Uh, ESPN was essentially cut out of the deal Um, and as a result one of the questions that was raised and I think is a valid question in recent weeks is what does that mean for the ACC Big Ten Challenge come basketball season? How are they going to do that? Are they going to do that? Previously ESPN owned the rights basketball and so it was an easy thing to do. Doesn't mean they won't do it. It probably is a pretty profitable thing but it kind of puts it in question. So that's a bad kind of related to that. Yeah, there ES or Disney has an activist investor who is pushing them to spin off ESPN into its own company which is uh potentially bad for the network because they're, you know, the the benefit of being part of the big Disney ABC world is that you're part of the big Disney ABC world. And so again that could be a potential negative for not only the ACC but everybody else who's partnered with the with the channel we'll see how all that plays out but it just seems like a lot of bad news on ESPN front potentially ACC Big 10 challenge bad news you know we'll see how it plays out we've beat that horse to death over the summer but just another little piece of bad news for you America the ugly
1: comes out of Lexington Kentucky where Coach Cow and Coach Stoops coming at one
4: another on the socials. <laughs> Coach Cal this past week uh made the statement. It was it was part of a larger statement, but he made the statement that Kentucky is a basketball school. Coach Stoops took uh issue with that. He uh he fired back. Part of his fire back was I didn't wake up on third base, uh-huh. you know, with our with our program. Which I thought was a pretty uh pretty good comeback, actually. Pretty funny to to old Cal because he likes to he likes to talk about how good of a, a recruiter and coach he is, but he he did walk into a pretty historic program. So a lot of shots fired back and forth between the two of them. Um it's pretty funny. I've enjoyed it very much this week. Um especially in light of Stoops, I bet was even more emboldened with the St. Peter with St. Peter's knocking Kentucky out of the tournament last year. It's just a funny thing. It's a very ugly thing in Lexington going on right now. I've enjoyed it. I hope America will too. Go check it out. It's uh it's interesting to see them sniping at one another. So I'm sure that's good for the culture down there, up there, <laughs>
1: wherever they are. <laughs> you when you said that it was announced about the Big Ten. Um, that's a polite word. I think you could point out that it was screamed
5: uh, <laughs> to the hilltops, as you pointed yeah. out. I really See,
4: are- so, so I'll just, a word on that. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't read it. But I sent when the Big Ten media deal was announced, I sent the guys the link from the actual Big Ten press release. And the whoever wrote the press release uh, forgot Caps Lock was on and um just screamed a run-on sentence at you about how great the big fan and their deal was and uh so i sent it to him and i was like oh um maybe someone should have told them that they, they they should turn the caps lock off before they flip out their you know their big message of the week so anyway it was it was they were screaming at us earlier today go check that out if you want i'm sure it'll be easy to find
0: <laughs> all right so that brings it <clears throat> over to me for the good the bad and the ugly Um, start off with something related to this podcast. We have a new uh, podcast hosting site, not going to bore the listeners with the details of that, but what that means for you, the listener is the now in the Spotify link, if you go into the show's description, there is a now a link for you to click where you will be able to uh, give us a voicemail of up to one minute long. So any listeners that want to have any comments, questions for us on the show, and depending on what it is, we may play it and we may address it. Uh, but the link is there now, folks. In each episode's um, uh, description, you now have a link where you can essentially do a call in and uh, ask us a question. So, throwing that out there. Um, second g- good is uh, last this past week, the first episode of mine and Jordan's uh, college football podcast, Tailgate Season, the Tailgate SZN, is now live and out on Spotify for everyone in America to consume. So definitely check that out. Give us five stars and a great review. That's tailgate season, SZN. And then <clears throat> that brings me to my final good that's not podcast related, but it's, it's made me chuckle a couple of times over the last week. Um, uh, the other week, I was, uh, I was able to FaceTime with my niece, Dustin's daughter. And there was one thing that when I was talking to her, that it just forever easy to crack me up she was sitting there like she's doing a normal thing where she turns her head and then looks at me and wants my reaction. And she just starts giggling and giggling. But then she just leans her head back and goes,
3: uncle <laughs>
0: like that. So it's, it's pretty, uh, it, it, it was pretty funny and it was a very cute thing, uh, coming from my niece. So I figured I'd share that on the podcast on this, uh, edition of, uh, of uncles on FaceTime.
4: <laughs> I, I will say <clears throat> she, um, has been in, she has been working on or on her own has been starting to chant things. So
0: <laughs> I got her to chanting uh wolf. And then I said, pack last time she was in running rapids, we were sitting there on the floor and she goes, Woof And I said, pack. And she just kept doing it over and over. And I was like, yes. And Dustin goes, he walks in and he hears it. He goes, you can like them, but they can't be your favorite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know,
0: that's the good, the bad and the ugly. Moving right along. As you know, it is the podcast birthday, but it's not just the podcast birthday. It is our co-host Morgan's big birthday because, you know, he's a man. He's 40. So, Morgan, I think we have a live
1: uh, birthday present unboxing that you're about to do here on Miserable and Reckless. The box is there, folks. Yeah, I was going to say, this is going to be great for the radio. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry.
2: I'm old now. I need help opening boxes. <laughs> Morgan, you were
5: supposed to get this at the beach. And then because you guys had kids, I think I forgot. So it turned
1: out that you ended up doing it live, which is kind of cool. Even better. All right, let's see here. What do we got here?
5: You can put that aside.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Read the note. Read the
1: (laughs) note.
2: Wow. Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: I'm going to tell America what it is. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. It is a Frank Beamer. <laughs> you have
3: to get
2: behind a- the Patreon wall for that. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Frank Beamer. What is that? College Football Hall of Fame
1: autographed uh helmet. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. Figured that I might look good in the office. Oh yeah, that's going directly into the office. That is really cool. Or wherever you want to put it yeah good good football season good start to your football season oh yeah looking back looking forward that's fucking awesome thank you man worries that's so cool thank you guys that's awesome like i said i thought you were gonna get it down at the beach but there you go got to do
5: it live (laughs) fuck <laughs> it he did it live <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's all awesome. thank
5: you no worries man there wasn't anybody else from uh, Virginia Tech that was you know notable enough so we just got Frankie in there all
2: right all right gotta got, got throw the jabs in there <laughs> you know you, you, being a Carolina fan when it comes to football you gotta take what you can get whenever you can you know unlike their football seasons <laughs> tell him morgan
3: i'm a man i'm 40 (laughs) (laughs) uh
5: that that's never gonna get old if if america doesn't understand what that is please i swear all you have to do is google in google
1: i'm a man i'm 40 it will come right up (laughs) (laughs) and
2: watch watch the entire video too
4: and if you don't love Mike Gundy, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast.
2: If, if, you don't, if you don't like Mike Gundy after watching that video, then just do yourself a favor and stop watching sports. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fact that when that video came out, we were
5: like, what, that was, was this about 15 years ago? Roughly, yeah. And I remember like laughing at him and being like, this guy. Thinks he's something because he's 40. Well, guess what?
2: <laughs> didn't like Brian, didn't we say like, well, he's not gonna be the coach of that team much longer? And 15 years later, he's
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Almost
2: he's almost
3: scared,
5: on scared everyone with that
4: speech. He, one of one of the most successful non-championship coaches in all of college football.
3: True.
1: Sorry to <laughs> <go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, pivoting from football
0: to you guess and more football. Um, it's the college football uh, preview show, folks. We do this every year. And when we say college football, we really mean the ACC. And when we say the ACC, we really mean four teams from the ACC. And that's basically what you're going to get this week. So the the college football AP poll uh, was released. Um, so that means that, you know, we're about a week or so out from week zero, a couple weeks out from. From uh, week one um, this year, you know, we're basically going to do kind of what we did last year. And then Ryan has some notes in here, too, um, from the horrible metric that is the ESPN FBI. Um, but <laughs> if you guys uh, kind of want to with the ACC specifically want to kind of give a rundown on your takes on the coastal. And um, then I can I guess if I can do a little bit of the Atlantic. But uh, what kind of coastal chaos are we expecting this year? The last year, one last time. Last year divisions. Dustin's already on the train. He's doing the U hand signal.
5: Oh, he's he's all right. Well, I see what's going on here. Me and Dustin might have to align on something finally. Is
0: this is this what
4: realignment means? We align on something.
5: (laughs) America's already tuned out because they heard uh, we're only going to talk about four teams, and then they heard (laughs) twice, and they're like these guys (laughs) again.
4: (laughs) I got a couple comments on everybody, but I don't have to use them all.
5: Same. Uh, <laughs> where do we start with the coastal? You want to say uh, four new coaches? Is that the fairest place to start?
0: Yeah, I think that everybody, either everybody in the coastal, I believe, had a um, had a reshuffling on the staff at least, and they, but there are at least a, a what a couple, two or three brand new head coaches, mm-hmm. uh, four, right? Four, four coming into the coastal. So it's going to so, be some fresh faces on the sideline on that side of the conference.
5: Tony Elliott coming from Clemson to Virginia as the head coach. Mario Cristobal, coming from a program out west I haven't heard of anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> called Oregon. Um, and then we've got uh, – help me, help me, help me. We've got uh, – Brent Friott.
1: Duke. Yeah. And um, coming from Texas A&M. Who, Mike Elko. Yeah, who uh, is perfect. They showed
5: him in his office, and he has the game ball from when he beat North Carolina. In the Orange Bowl, which I thought was appropriate for a Duke football head coach, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, what's what's the fourth one?
0: Was that uh,
5: Brett? That's Prye,
1: has
0: That was four.
1: And oh yeah, and Brett Pry. So, um, coming so, in, the
5: linebackers coach from Penn State. So you've got Penn State, Clemson, Texas A&M, and um,
1: Oregon. Oregon coming into the conference and coming into one division, going up against Mac. And some
5: guy from Pittsburgh, I don't remember. No, I'm just kidding. Narduzzi. <laughs> uh, and and then Jeff good.
0: Collins, the worst
5: coach in uh, the Coastal. And then we- Mr. 404 himself, Mr. 404 Worldwide, uh, Jeff Collins. <laughs> yeah,
4: well, yeah. And my comment on Narduzzi is uh, he more or less ran his offensive coordinator out of, the, out of town because he threw the ball too much. I I think we've mentioned that on this show before, but if we since we're talking coastal, (laughs) he is so like old school. Like I want to win eight football games a year, (laughs) just Pittsburgh. You know, hand in the dirt, as Logan loves to say. Man, that he got rid of, or he basically ran his offensive coordinator out of town for having an NFL quarterback who threw the ball too much. (laughs) So if that tells you where we're at, and Twenty twenty two in the coastal, wow.
5: yeah. You know, I don't know. Heisman quarterback, who he was mad at, and mad at the offensive coordinator because he, they didn't run it. And then he went to the media to tell everyone, <laughs> and he was really looking forward to this. <laughs> he didn't have his Heisman quarterback, which is what about the last we'll talk about Pittsburgh until they play one of our teams and we have to pick game. <laughs> <up. laughs> I don't
0: know. So it's what? been a it's been a recurring theme. Uh, when we do the conference pickems, over <laughs> the last two years. Is Pittsburgh's defense actually any good?
4: <laughs> see that that's the thing. like people reading previews about the league, people are, are hyping up their defense again. like I just I don't believe I really want to see it. Um, in the ESPN like power rankings, they were put as third in one of the power rankings
1: in the conference, so over or underrated it. Pittsburgh Panthers as, like, third best team in the conference. If they're third, that's incorrect because I have Clemson and then Miami and then one of the NC State or Carolina schools. Yeah. Different people may have put them different ways. I thought <clears>
5: – <throat> uh, that, that.
0: That's a Power Rankings article that Dustin's talking about. You're talking about FBI. Yeah.
5: Oh, I'm, just, I'm talking about Ryan Engel's personal <laughs> – rankings. He asked the question, uh, overrated or underrated? And my answer was overrated, according to Ryan. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think FBI that, is just some daggone algorithm. So yeah. I don't trust that.
3: <laughs> I,
0: I think they're overrated. I do think Pitt's going to be a solid team. Um, if Keaton Slovis can stay healthy, he is a good quarterback. But the biggest loss for them, it's weird to say this, but the biggest loss for them probably isn't Kenny Pickett, probably Jordan Addison. Uh, they lost their All American wide receiver to the transfer portal. Now he's playing for Lincoln Riley, I believe, right? Dude, Did he go to Texas? Dude, no, he went to USC and got the yeah.
4: LAUNIO <laughs> money.
0: So, yeah. So, I mean, that's he's, really going to be the biggest loss for them on offense.
5: It's weird. So, the coach said he didn't want to throw the ball, and then the best wide receiver in the history of the program left. Yep. Yes. <laughs>
2: funny so how my, that worked. My question on the pet, new pit quarterback how many years was he at USC? Two or three? Two or three, so he's got about another six at Pitt then. (laughs) (laughs) And now for Pitt, keep your quarterback for about 10 years. (laughs) I
0: I mean, that is kind of funny that you're not wrong on that, Morgan, because Kenny Pickett's first year was the, uh, I think it was the season after I graduated college. And he just left. (laughs) Which is when for America? Uh, 2016 is when I graduated, 2017.
2: (laughs) And then I turned 40 at the same time.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, back to reality for the Panthers this year. Hope they enjoy their little party last year because seven, eight wins is about where Pittsburgh
0: sits. I'll put them at six wins. I think they have a shot at nine. I just, I don't think the Coastal is that good. There's a lot of new coaches. And if you're playing uh, a majority of your schedule being the other coastal teams, they, it's not that they're that good. It's just the schedule works out for them.
2: I'll put money on this. Georgia Tech will be the first one to fire their head coach. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, let's, let's go there. Hot seat Collins down in Atlanta. So everybody in agreement, yay or nay, that he'll be gone some point this season?
5: I'm taking, not because we like to do it, but I'm taking Dino out of before Jeff. I was
2: going to say he'll, he'll be second. Before? I think Georgia Tech's first. I, I don't know. Dino
0: has a way of just sticking around. You got to, that guy just, like, he does just enough to keep the Syracuse brass happy. Jeff Collins is a clown, and I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Jeff Collins with his whole above-the-line thing, I don't believe in depth charts. Well, guess what, man? This is big boy football, and your, your high school, you know, uh, mentality doesn't work here. So, yeah. I think it's Jeff Collins.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, Syracuse, I mean, let's be honest, it's Syracuse. Like, who else the hell are they going to get to want to go coach there? They might as well just keep paying, you know, what's his face? Like, Cincinnati kept paying their head coach for 20 years. <laughs> Not yeah, Cincinnati, like, Cincinnati, the NFL team. Um, hey, oh, yeah. Sy- yeah, Syracuse is going to hold to their head coach for another year or two. Because, like I said, they they got nothing else to go to. Georgia Tech could potentially be a good team if they have the right head coach. So his, his ass is gone probably by week three. Is Georgia Tech
5: –
1: so we stay Coastal. Is Georgia Tech the worst team in the ACC this year?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's never Duke. I mean, I wasn't taking shots at Duke at the same time. <laughs>
2: you no, know, I, I was talking to somebody else about this the other day. With that new kind of bolt of, I guess, fresh energy given into Duke, like you might actually say like their defense probably play pretty good this year. So they might actually squeak out a few more wins than Syracuse and Georgia Tech. I think I think it's gonna be a toss between Qs and Georgia Tech on who has a worse year.
0: I think the I think you're probably right, Morgan. I think the biggest difference <clears throat> is you at least know what you're gonna get out of Jeff Sims at quarterback. Who is Duke gonna be trotting out under center? That's the big question mark because when you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. And I don't really know what Duke has. I don't think even Duke knows what Duke has at this moment at the quarterback position. We got a good old-fashioned QB
5: battle. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> when you have two quarterbacks, it really means you have none.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched the whole show. That's not what Matt Brown said. So it's cute that Duke's trying to copy us with their cute quarterback battle thing.
4: So I just can't. got I gotta hope it ain't. Drake May, but we'll get to that later.
0: Um, Can't escape just, the May family.
4: Yeah, I know. Just just to close out, Houston and Georgia Tech. Dino Babers is nine and thirty three in the ACC. If you take out his one magical ten and three season, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be the head coach right now. It's no. ridiculous. Jeff Collins going to be gone too. Matter of time. They're going to be shitty this year too. Everybody knows that. Their best player transferred
1: to Bama. I mean. So, and a whole bunch of other people up too. So we'll be, at least those games are potentially winnable
2: for my team. I'll take that. I'd like a conference winner too. <laughs> at least we know we want to watch that garbage on TV either.
4: <laughs> that might not even be on ACC network.
0: Um, yeah, they won't even get put on the Ocho network. <laughs> might have to revive Raycom for that game.
4: Yeah. Just the, the quick version on uh, on Duke, you know, they were 1-17 they were in, in the ACC the past two years. Uh, not last year, but the year before, led the country in turnovers. Um, we'll the, defense, the, the margin of loss last year was something like, I forget the exact number, because I, I actually attempted to Google it about five minutes ago, and I was like, it's not worth it. But it was 40-something points was the average uh, margin of loss last year.
1: I mean, whatever we do this year, it won't be worse. It can only get better, and if it,
4: it'll either be the same or better, because what they did the past two years was awful. So, really, it, and the non-conference schedule not difficult. I mean,
0: wasn't difficult last year. It's yeah.
4: if it, if it's not crazy to think they'll win three or four games. You know, three three non-conference games beat Georgia Tech or Puse. And as long as
1: they're not losing games by 40, that's a successful season.
0: Do you have so. Syracuse as your crossover this year?
1: I don't know. I haven't looked at the schedule in a little while, but I can tell you because I do have it up. We don't have them this year. i tell you,
4: Duke plays Kansas for sure, because that's a game I'm going to avoid like
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Well, we played Kansas last year, so that's yeah. not new. Really appreciate you guys scheduling that home at home for everyone in America. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to play somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, the first
4: six weeks for Duke's schedule, they theoretically could win four of their their four games. <laughs> And then not went out with anything the rest of the year. So, we'll see. We got BC from the Atlantic this year.
0: All right. So, who do you guys have winning the Coastal this year? It's almost like preseason with the Coastal. It's, it's you take and put a blindfold on and throw a dart at a board. But who do you – so, Dustin, all in once again. It's all about the you.
1: Love the flashiness. Love
4: Mario Cristobal. Everybody knows my long-term love affair with Mario Cristobal. You know, TBD
0: Tyler Van Dyke. That's right. Hey, hope
4: springs eternal. It's a brand new year, baby, and everybody's on the U train. Um, an interesting little tidbit: um, the U has been picked to win the Coastal six times since they've joined the ACC. They've won it one time, and no ACC titles during that time.
3: That all changes this year. Tell you about. Go
1: ahead, Morgan.
2: I was just gonna say the U is always back. The U's been back for fifteen years, or going on probably right. On on paper, they're back, but we'll, we'll see. You know, right when the when the the bell rings at the end of the season, where where they're sitting, <laughs> we're, we're gonna find out. I honestly, yeah, the entire coastal. They Probably had to have the best shot at, at winning the coastal out of all the teams on, on paper.
1: They, they finished last season strong and actually have been for all that the hell that um
4: Manny Diaz kind of caught and they they kind of did him dirty going out the door if we're being honest, yeah. but for, for all the hell that he caught and kind of where he was at, they weren't on an awful trajectory as a program so. Christopher coming isn't coming into like a rebuild. He's coming no. into a pretty good situation. He's got a good quarterback. He's got a good offense. The defense not there, The defense has quite a few transfers, my understanding. So we'll see how that plays out. But they could win right away. Now, are they going to win? You know, am I saying they're winning national titles? No, but winning the coastal, one hundred percent.
0: I think it's important to note <clears throat> that we need to memorialize the turnover change. R.I.P. Uh, the turnover chain is now gone from the University of Miami. Mario mm-hmm. Cristobal announced the, its retirement uh, a few weeks ago. So that was a uh, – we'll always look back and remember the turnover chain fondly because that's what started all of this trend with all the knockoffs of the backpacks and the championship belts and the slam dunks and everything. But R.I.P. <laughs> to the, the OG, the turnover
5: chain. You teed me up because I heard Dustin say he loves the flash and everything else. So they may have done him dirty on the way out. Mario, however, has won two natties at this school, the school he's currently coaching at when he played there. Definitely used to the flash of Oregon. He's definitely used to the hype of Oregon. But what I gathered, especially from listening to a lot of his different interviews and watching the uh, uh, the ACC Network did a road trip where they did an hour program on each of, each of the uh, – you know, it was hard to sit through, like, the Duke one. We found out they had better food. You know, some cool stuff like that. Make your own hibachi. Of, that seemed pretty cool.
4: Of course, the Carolina fan doesn't believe in the science of nutrition. Nope.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> didn't know uh, you were
4: anti-science, but now we now America knows.
5: Hey, we've been on that crackers, wine, and cheese diet for a long time. It seems to be working out. So All I'm just saying, is don't question. Yeah, the I can science. see that.
2: <laughs> don't Don't worry, Dustin. If people want to watch Carolina, wine, it won't take very long. It's like five seconds long.
5: Just saying. Make <laughs> <Yeah>. your Make <laughs> your <laughs> own hibachi. Most, you know, you think a school like Duke could get a chef, but anyways, uh, make your own. That was cool. So we, we learned that, but what I did learn from the, uh, from the Miami program was this, uh, Mario Cristobal, uh, not a lot of bullshit. Uh, they kept asking him, is the U back? And I loved his answer. He just kept saying, we're back to work. Uh, <laughs> on top of that, he brought over, I don't know this will be fun for America. If you guys don't know about this guy, he brought over Aaron Feld, um, probably means nothing to you until or unless you've watched an Oregon game then you probably know the hipster with the mustache that has the guns that are about 72 inches wide and yeah. he controls the sidelines he is now the strength and conditioning coach from Oregon at Miami and he has started his campaign his fill the sleeves campaign which is what he calls it <laughs> that's a little something for you guys to google if you haven't seen this before he does workouts all over the place and and he just he just pumps his arms and you, you get the point. But the idea there is that they're trying to uh, bring a whole tough mentality. That's why the turnover chain's gone. That's why the dancing in the locker room's gone. That's why the music's gone. Um, Everything that I heard from Mario Cristobal is basically like, yeah, we're going to start at ground zero. We're going to be tough, and we're going to go out there because we know the recruits that we have in this area, and we're going to start, like, kicking ass. And so that, to me, as a – I know it's the last year of the Coastal, but that, to me, with what you guys have already mentioned, with the way that they finished last year – the recruits that they can pull from, um, that area, I'll just say, I mean, that's a hotbed for talent. It may not be a great place to be from, but it's a hotbed for talent, um, in that area. And some of those neighborhoods, especially the, and it has consistently been good, um, down there. So they scare the shit out of me, especially where the coaches seems to be taking no shit. And, uh, incidentally hasn't, hasn't done too shabby with, um, with that program out west. So. Miami scares me. That said, I think they're a year away. So to answer your question, um, I'm wearing all Carolina blue for a reason. I
0: I tend to agree with everything you just said right there. I think that Miami finally got the right guy. And not only is it a a good culture change for them, but also uh, we haven't said his name enough. Tyler Van Dyke is a legit top three quarterback in the ACC. And the ACC is the um, deepest quarterback conference in the country. And it's not even close. True. Um, Ten returning starters. Exactly. TBD is right in the top three. Um, the dude was the only quarterback in the conference over the, over the last like five weeks of the season, threw for um, three touchdowns and 300 yards every single week. Um, he came in uh, as a starter on the game that <clears throat> they beat the Wolfpack by one point, talked a lot of shit leading into the week, and then he backed it up. I mean, the guy is a legit baller. And um, when you have a, a good quarterback like that, you know it can do wonders for your season. So, for once, I'm actually on board with <laughs> preseason paper traditional paper Tigers Miami <laughs> as the uh, as the pick for the coastal. Yeah. I just I don't see another team in the coastal that even if Miami isn't back back, I still think they're going to be good enough to win the coastal. League.
2: Oh yeah, they will. I mean, look everyone else. UVA will probably have two less wins this year. North Carolina will have a winning season, but they'll play fall second place behind uh, Miami. Um, Georgia Tech will finish dead last.
0: You know, an yeah. uh, interesting note, Morgan, about uh, Virginia that you, um, you just mentioned them. They also have a really good quarterback in Brennan Armstrong, the lefty in Charlottesville. They returned all their receivers, but they had to replace the entire offensive line. Yeah. How much of a problem is that going to be for Virginia? You've got your your stud quarterback and your receiving core, but it, you know when you're replacing pretty much every offensive lineman in front of yeah. you, like th- that could go one of two ways, and most of the time, it's not going to go good.
2: It's going to be pretty. Good. And, you know, and, and, um, I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm going <laughs> <up> to <the dirty. laughs> And look, it,
4: they were winning shootouts anyway. Their D was awful, so. Yeah, it ain't going to be a good year in Charlottesville. It, but but as Logan says, uh, uh, what's the opposite of a rising tide? A sinking coastal r- rises all ships, so they might look a little better than, uh, than they actually are because of that.
5: They play coastal, ODU, and Richmond for their non-conference games, and I think they get a free game against Georgia Tech and an arguable game against Duke.
0: The coastal game won't be easy, and ODU and Richmond are not people to sleep on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't sleep on ODU. Are we just ignoring yeah. coastal
1: with grace? Yeah, said well.
0: the, uh, well, I No, I, was, I said the coastal is <laughs> not going to be an easy game. Oh, I
5: thought yeah. you. Sorry, yeah. oh, I thought you meant the coastal game as in like the games with.
0: Uh, uh, no, I meant no. <laughs> <laughs> Coastal Carolina. I guess I probably should
5: have clarified. Wait, which coastal are we
0: discussing? <laughs>
5: um. Yeah, that you mentioned the offensive line. I saw that they're replacing six of them, so not even like there's like the guy that they would normally bring off the bench. Even that guy who's gone or left or went on to become a doctor or whatever. But um, uh, I did notice that they, I think, don't quote me on this. They were either third to last in the conference or last in sacks given up last year. So maybe it's good that they're replacing all six of those guys. <laughs> I got a fun fact for you. Okay, who was the worst team in all of
4: the Power Five for giving up sacks last year?
1: What,
3: Carolina? Bingo. Yep. <laughs> so, oh,
4: pot <laughs> meat kettle.
5: <laughs> Why do you think I was so uh, on top of that?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> live, live, through it. I'm blacking out most of last season, just like most of my childhood.
4: Look, if you have, if you have, uh, if you're worried about things, you can reach out. You don't Matt, have to Matt, share about your blackouts
2: from last season. Matt Brown probably blacked out much last season too.
1: <laughs>
2: that was that was an early bird special, especially game one of the season. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I will, and that brings us to Virginia Tech, who has also got their new head coach this year, uh, out of Brent Pry coming coming down from uh, Penn State. The great thing about Brent Pry is that he got his coaching start out at Virginia Tech under Bud Foster and Frank Beamer. So I'm pretty excited for that. And I know, I already know, about it. I'm not expecting um, magic to happen this season. Yeah, he's got a lot to rebuild. Their, their recruiting the last five or six years has been atrocious. And even though the uh, exiting head coach and Fuentes had actually a winning. Record when leaving, uh, has asked don't need it to go and he he took his little pony pony show and um Cornelson with him out the door, <laughs> too. Uh, thank god I don't
4: have to hear about Cornelson anymore. Mike, thank
2: god I don't have to talk about him. You, you, do you think I actually enjoyed talking about that? <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm just I glad know. I don't have to hear about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to talk about him ever again. That was the last That's time I mentioned his name. <laughs> um, uh, they they they've started off the bat with just um, recruiting right out of the, out the door in the state of Virginia. I think in the last what, two months, three months, they've grabbed seven kids, um, highly recruited kids out of the state of Virginia. Four from Richmond area. I'm pretty excited for that. And then we just named our starting quarterback uh, yesterday, I believe. Kid that transferred down from Marshall, Grant Wells. So I'm probably gonna end up finishing fourth, and if we're lucky, third in the in the uh, the final year of the uh, Coastal versus the Atlantic for the ACC. So, but I like what he's doing so far, and I think give it about a year or two, and they'll be competing with uh, ten win seasons again.
1: The
2: best part about
4: having a new coach, Morgan is hope springs eternal yep. everybody believes everybody believes all again and then if you're miami you can just believe again every year you don't <laughs> even have to change code. <laughs> Hokey's,
5: uh, Hokey's coach pokey's uh coach Pry is uh saying all the right stuff that's for damn sure and he's the yeah. right he's the right fit for
2: that university for now oh, he's doing 100%. all the right stuff 100 percent he's he's got kids you know looking their way again when it comes to recruiting which is what you want he needs uh mark packer
5: made this point he needs to make the university's football team matter again and the acc needs that football team to matter again i'm not exactly Mm -hmm. quoting but it's true
2: Uh, he's he's not the only person who's actually said that about uh, Virginia Tech and how much they mean to the ACC to be good in football again. (laughs) That needs to be electric again.
1: That,
4: that yes. And we we've like made, so Mark Packer must listen to this program because we made that point weeks ago that if the, if the conference wants to try to turn a corner and somehow survive and what's whatever the future of college football is, Clemson's got to stay good. So for all the Clemson haters on this podcast and out there, you don't really want them to fall off that. No. Um, Virginia Tech needs to get good. Miami needs to get good. Florida State's got to get better. Carolina needs to do better than what they've been doing with all that talent. And NC State being better certainly helps a whole lot too. And so, and just sort of to back that up on the tech piece. So, last year's ACC title was Wake and Pitt. You know, since we've been doing an ACC title game, there's only been three title games that did not include either Clemson, Florida State, or Virginia Tech. <laughs>
3: three.
1: So, you know, it's important to the conference that, that program does well. Did we, uh, should we get to the school that Virginia Tech punched in the mouth and
5: then made me black out the rest of the year?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go mean, for it. Still the got one, the concussion. I mean, the one where they made uh, Mike Brown regret even showing up to the stadium before the game even started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> he he looked flustered putting that headset on. <laughs> um,
1: as you mentioned, North Carolina has to do better, Dustin. Um. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. That's my insightful
5: piece for you. Just they mad. gotta be. Yeah, like how I heard your coach earlier on the program I was watching say, "What did he say? Winning is fundamental to starting a foundation." Thanks, coach. That's 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 quality. Um,
4: well, I don't know coach, why
1: I'm kidding. I don't know. Coaches, why I'm arms with coaches
4: it. always get asked when they get brought in. Just, just to this point they're like how long is it going to take to win and basically his answers have been good on he basically said we're we're never going to not try to win but yeah. you can't sit here and promise that you're going to win 10 games in the first year or the first three years
5: or the first five years or whatever because that's ridiculous so anyway in his interview I heard th- no less than three times in one answer you have to walk before you're going to crawl which yes. I thought was coach speak for I'm doing my best out here okay people <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's like, just in so, case you forgot, I'm the Duke football coach. <laughs> exactly. And, and
4: so, which brings us to Mac Brown. Time to put up, shut up. Let's go, Mac.
5: Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to
5: say. The, uh, the unfortunate thing, which is a good – pressure is a privilege. The talent's here, according to what everybody says. The top, the top 10 recruiting class for this year. That doesn't mean that they went out and recruited. That means a couple years ago. This year, it's, it was ranked a top 10 recruiting class. So the, the bodies are here. The, the, the monsters, the creatures, whatever they're calling them on ACC Network, they're all here, all right, especially on the defensive line. You got Gene Chizik, who has been here before. So He can't talk about how we, we haven't had him around before. He doesn't know the program. He doesn't know the stadium. He doesn't know his way around town. He's been here before. He's been successful here before. He's the defensive coordinator, and he's won a national championship. Mac Brown's won a national
1: championship. I'm, I'm love Mac. Um, the dudes are here, make it work. Um, these guys are top tier talent guys that
5: understand what to do with that talent. They, they need to make it work. The reason why I'm saying that Mac's got 265 wins. The only person who has more wins than him is safe. So like, take your dudes, make, turn them into something. Um, you got two quarterbacks. We mentioned <laughs> Drake may and uh Jacoby Criswell, thing about Carolina, you know, that everybody that hates Carolina is so sick of seeing the ugly May boys uh, run out on the field, and their family's been an institution at Carolina. Doubt anyone wants to Google it because anyone that cares already knows, but their family's been at Carolina. Talk about legacy families, and they've been doing great things for the athletic program for a long time. So we'll yeah. see the great I can't
4: believe I have to listen to this kid's name in the next few years. Watch him on the field. Kobe keeps his helmet on. Here's the uh,
5: his brother wasn't exactly a looker, as they might say, but he played a helmet. <laughs> I didn't basketball. say that. You said
0: it. He had a face only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> and kids like
2: that go to Carolina.
5: <laughs> the uh, here's the here's the here's, here's the bottom line thing uh, they gotta be inconsistent. sorry, they gotta be inconsistent <laughs> in slip. Um, they gotta be Are consistent. they
4: going to be inconsistent, but they got to be better than that?
5: <laughs> they got to be consistent on the road. They were, I think, perfect at home. They might have dropped a game last year, and they were winless on the road, including being up nine, ten? Nine with two minutes and 20 seconds, roughly, to go. At a game that I was so,
0: at. Oh, have Logan. you seen the video that one of the big Wolfpack uh, Twitter pages – has now released that they've been sitting on. It was with when they went up nine and it was like just two minutes and some change left. The, there was an offensive lineman for Carolina who the scouting report on him is he can't pass block for shit. He starts yelling at the state students. Y'all have always been our bitches. Y'all have always been our bitches. And then they proceed to blow that lead in the next two minutes.
3: <laughs> oh, <okay. sighs>
1: uh so,
5: long story short, they got to win road games. Um, they got an early game, which I can't even fucking believe I'm saying this. And if you understand why I'm cursing, it's because I'm annoyed that I have to even say this. But they have a game against App State in the first month. And if you think that App State isn't ready, they even asked Mac Brown about it. Mac's got a house in Boone. He said he's there. He's, well, he's got a house there too, like currently. He said he's been hearing about it all summer long. He said his, his comment that I found funny is, um, App is aware that we're coming to Boone. <laughs>
1: they've
0: they've cool. sold that game out and added 10,000 temporary seats for that game.
5: It's the only Power
1: 5 school to ever go to Boone. So that's what I was told. Um, I thought Michigan went to go play it at, App, but maybe they canceled No, that was at the big house. Well,
5: as I said, maybe they canceled that, uh, cancel that yeah. home immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's all I'm going to say. You'll hear more about Carolina later. I don't have to run through the roster and everything else. How many,
1: how many wins
2: does Mac Brown have again?
1: 265. But they he's have 14 have game.
5: games he's since crazy. he's been at Carolina of seven points or less, and he's lost 12 of them. So, what I'm the
2: fuck? Since the 40s, he should have that many wins. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, no, if I could coach
4: that long, I'd probably get that many wins.
2: <laughs> he's above <laughs> the
5: lunch pail. He's above Newt Rockney. He's above all these other. Wonderful legends. He's above Paul Bear Bryant. So I don't no, think that's true. I think man. it's second I think it's actually second most active
2: points. But I, th- I think anyone listening, even if you want to hate Carolina, you still have to give Mac Brown some some respect. He, yeah. can, rec- he can recruit the hell out of anything. He can't coach for the ship. But he, re- he can recruit the hell out of the best of them.
0: Uh, he's Mr. He's Mr. February. He wins every preseason. <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey, even, even when he showed up for his interview on the ACC network within the first 20 seconds, he was talking about how nobody has better Jordans than Carolina. And I was <laughs> like, I, I hey, man, if that's, if that's what you wanted for your soundbite, I mean, I guess, it, I guess it moves the needle. I don't know. So, two, if that's two, the threshold. <laughs> I mean, it's it. NIL money, I guess, right? Yeah, It's all above board now.
0: Uh, two quick things about Carolina. First, about Mac, and this will probably be the only compliment <clears throat> that I will ever give Mac. But if Mac didn't coach at Carolina ever, I wouldn't dislike him as much as I do. Because you, objectively speaking, he is a very charming human being when he does an interview. He knows how to work the media, and that's why you know <laughs> he always he's he's a good recruiter, and that's some of it. Um, but with Carolina. You, you, you're right. You've got the dogs to be able to be good, but the rub with Carolina has almost always been the talent isn't missing, but the players are soft as Charmin. I mean, that's, that's generally, it's just been the, like the issue for them for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe Gene Chizik will come in and, you know, <clears throat> kind of give uh, that dog mentality to that defense, but that's what they're, it, it isn't a talent problem in Chapel Hill. It never really has been. Because they, they've always recruited well. Even their down recruiting years are, are still top 30 classes.
1: That's the sound of me not disagreeing with you. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely right. But speaking of uh, the team that we have to go play for the last game of the year, at least it'll be in Chapel Hill.
5: Maybe I'll be at the game. I don't know. I, I love making all my friends happy. I've now been to uh, – See Carolina lose with all three of these fuckers on this
2: podcast. <laughs> 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 and that made you for the entire game, too.
5: It's a lot of F-words for me on this podcast. It's cause, in case you can't tell, it's because I'm nervous. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm a, a little,
1: happy, I'm at least
5: happy that they're not ranked in the top five or whatever the hell they had us in last year. There's <laughs> a little E on the internet that says you can do that. Yep. Going down the road to the uh, team that is ranked in the top five from everything I've heard, you guys are going to win the national championship, I believe, Logan, right?
0: Oh, yeah. We're, we're telling Saban there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> um, but, but no, like the, the brief synopsis on NC State this year is, you know, you have a returning quarterback who is ACC preseason player of the year who, went, who is the only ACC quarterback in history. To have a season of thirty-five touchdowns and with only five interceptions, no quarterback in ACC history has ever hit that mark. Um, they've some people have had more touchdowns, but they've also had more interceptions. Devin Leary is the only one to ever ever do that. He's obviously good, and he's if he stays healthy, that's you know the most important position on the field for a reason, and that that gives you know some hope to NC State. The but the big thing is the defense. You have a top. You have a returning top 15 uh, nationally rated defense that is returning 10 of 11 starters, 13 guys in your top 13 tacklers and 20 guys that have had starting experience over the last three seasons. This is an old Wolfpack team. Um, There's a lot of super seniors and COVID seniors on this team. This is the year to like, to echo what Ryan was saying about the Tar Heels is the year to put up or shut up. Honestly. Now I'm not, Coming in here, you know, saying we're 13th in the country in the AP poll or the Coaches poll and guaranteeing anything. But 10 wins is the barometer for what needs to be. A 10 regular season wins, a great season for the Wolfpack this year. You need to compete in the Atlantic, but the reason that's going to be tough is October 1st. Clemson still is the top dog in the division, and we, we have to go to Clemson this year. It's because of... If the game was in Raleigh, I would probably pick NC State to win the division this year, honestly speaking. Considering that that game is the first conference game down in Death Valley, that's why Clemson gets the number one spot in my Atlantic division rankings to, uh, for, for the preseason. NC State has the dogs to do it this year, and they should be good. Eight and four would be a disappointment with this roster. Nine and three is, you'll be kind of be happy. But we've done that now four times in the last like six years. 10 wins is what you got to get this year to, to Dave Dorn and the Wolfpack. You have to win 10 regular season football games. Um, it's, it's, there, there's zero excuse going into this season. But the, the, all this hype, all this returning production, and what is the week one matchup? We have to go to Greenville, North Carolina to play at, uh, at Dowdy Ficklin. This has all the makings of a classic uh, stub your toe in week one with a bunch of blacked out, uh, drunk uh, ECU students who are just raising hail in Dowdy Ficklin. That, that would not surprise me because I, I have to double check this, but I read the other day that NC State has won precisely one time ever in Greenville, North Carolina. So that worries me week one. Otherwise, the schedule looks pretty good. I mean, you, you can't hate uh, the non conference slate, you got the ECU game that you got to go on the road, it isn't going to be easy, but you got Texas Tech, but we have them at home. Then you have Georgia Southern and Connecticut, not really worried about those two schools. And then the conference slate, you know, Georgia
5: Southern too. And I'm a little worried about them. I guess you guys are better than
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rub on Dave Doran is he always wins the games he's supposed to win, but he rarely would win the ones he's not. He, he does exactly what he's always supposed to done, but he, he, he always had a hard time getting over the hump to that next level. And that's, this is the year. Uh, this is the year to, you know, see if, if they can win that, uh, Atlantic division. And if NC state was ever going to win a division, it would be in the last year of the division's existence. So it's very, very, it, they're, they're a contender this year and there's no excuses. Um, if, if they falter, I mean, it, if injuries come along like they did in 2019, you know, it can really affect the season. But uh, there's no fluff this year coming from, from the Wolfpack nation because you got to put up or shut up with this roster. This roster's too old, too talented, and have, have actually this isn't just a paper uh, roster. We've seen what they can do.
1: How many in the, years uh, in the 10 years that Dave Doran's been there have you gotten 10 wins?
0: Zero. That's the thing. We've done it once in NC State history, and that was with Phillip Rivers in 2002 when they went 11-3. and three.
5: So in but 10 years if, you're expecting something to happen that's never happened before.
0: That's the thing, though. If you're going to have all this talent and these guys have uh, played so well on defense and the quarterback played like he did last year, at some point, if you want to be taken seriously in the conversation, you have to, you have to break through that ceiling and get 10 wins. <clears throat> the schedule was set up for it this year. I mean it is I
5: with you. I'm just I'm just want America to know that you are rooting for something as an NC State
1: fan that has never happened to happen. Just like me and Dustin are rooting this for Miami to be happened bad. once. <laughs> but no, I mean look, I, I
0: agree with you. Like, I mean, it's it's it would be the least surprising thing in the world for them to go eight and four and nine and three. Um my my nightmare doomsday scenario is NC State starts off the season hot and goes on a magical run to ten and zero. Right then they're in the national conversation, and then what are the last two weeks of the regular season? You go on the road to Louisville and on the road to Carolina. You drop the last two. You get another six and two record. You don't win the division. That would be the most NC State thing, Charlie Brown and the football that could ever happen to this fan base.
4: So, yeah, a writer, a writer for Yahoo Sports. I saved this because I wanted to read it. Yahoo Sports. Was writing about state and he talked about how, uh, hey, are they a playoff contender? Are they, uh, you know, if they win the, you know, they could win the conference, blah, blah. blah. It went through all the stuff, but he ended it with, but with expectations higher than ever, will a program with a history of coming up short in big moments be ready to seize the opportunity?
0: Accurate. That's, that's, that's succinctly puts it. That's where, <laughs> that's where it's at
2: it's uh it's time definitely time for nc state to put on the big boy pants and uh go knock some teeth out of some heads
0: history is actually on our side because the last time that virginia tech won a basketball conference title was 1979 they won the basketball conference title this year the last time that nc state won a a conference football title was also 1979 so if history is any indicator of future events, Tech already got their basketball championship this year, so it's nineteen. We're gonna party like it's nineteen seventy nine in Raleigh uh, 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 this season. Fingers crossed. To quote oh, Michael yeah. Scott, "I'm ready to be hurt again." Yeah.
1: Inflation's pretty high. It could be the 70.
2: Yeah. <laughs> i uh, I'm, I'm gonna put money on it. NC State's gonna win the Atlantic this year, and they're gonna beat the, the they're gonna beat the snot out of Miami. In the ACC championship game,
1: your lips to bold. Ears. <laughs> yeah, that is a bold.
2: I think I think Clemson has a down year. I'm putting money on it.
1: I think that's also bold. Clemson, would,
0: Clemson just needs like to get your, average. Uh, go go ahead. ahead, go ahead. I was just saying Clemson is going to have a good defense. They just need to get average QB play. Statistically speaking, last year they had the worst QB play in the conference. Still won yep. ten games. Um, this also kind of is my question from you guys from the other side of the conference. Who's your pick to win the Atlantic? I mean, I've already said a little while ago, I'm, I'm on Clemson until I'm not. Um, I still think it's Clemson's division title to lose.
2: I think if NC state stays healthy the entire season, it's NC state. NC state's
1: going to state it up. I uh, I don't, I believe
4: you win a division (laughs) title and a conference title when I see it. It ain't gonna happen. There's gonna be something, and I don't know what it is. It'll probably be one. Might be one of the things we just discussed. But I just don't have faith in the big moments. They're gonna come up a little short, just like they often tend to. I and I agree. Clemson's look. Clemson's on paper, talent wise, all the way around. Clemson's best team in conference. My, the defense is going to be really good. I know Brent Venables is gone, but the talent's still there. It, I mean, if it, their quarterback play has been awful, so if they need it. If they can just get better, they don't have to have Trevor Lawrence to win football games. They can win if they just get a little bit better. So their offense is okay. I just don't see them not winning the Atlantic. I mean, ten they have won ten games in eleven straight seasons, and I think. The stat was that only three teams have ever done. So,
1: you know, I, I know there's a lot of shakeup down there, and we're you know it could be a mess, but I'm not betting against it. Morgan, can I collect your money when we're at guys'
5: weekend? Because that'll be when Carolina plays Tech, and that'll also be when you said that NC State will be clubs in and I'll be standing right next to you when it doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> i think based on what i just said i think that um nc state is not going to win the atlantic i was going to jokingly say wake forest just to see the response but um I you, you can it. make an argument if their quarterback was still around
3: yeah
2: they, they have no quarterback angle i know um the they, wake Forest is not re- doing anything this year i'm yeah, that's what I was going to joke, that they were
5: uh, – I'm surprised that they're still 22 in the AP, uh, top 25, because they, with their quarterback being out, Sam Hartman, that's 50 TDs from last year that are gone. Uh, they average 41 points per game, 50 TDs is pretty hard to do. Uh, 41 points per game, I mean, you're going to have to – so it ain't Wake. So I think it is between Clemson and NC State. And just like in racing, how cautions we get, cautions, I really hope this isn't the case. But injuries tend to be good injuries, and um I really like Isaiah Moore. I really like Peyton Wilson and I really like Tanner Ingle on that NC state team. I really really do as much as you can like somebody who plays for the opposite team um, but uh I just, just they a lot of those guys get injured and they get injured a lot and um and Clemson seems to just they're like they're they're like the World War II movies where the guys just went over the breach like. It was like, you know, well, well, there can't, there can't possibly be any more. <laughs> they just keep coming out. That's that's. I feel like how Clemson is. I, I think it's Clemson's. I agree with Dustin. I'll be short. I think it's Clemson. tell me. Otherwise, incidentally, it's, Clemson is ranked above NC State in every single poll and FBS and I test and this and that. <clears> Thing <throat> under the sun. To, to borrow a Mark Packer
4: phrase, because since we tend to love him on this, <laughs> on this program, they got dudes.
0: There you go. We're only better than them in two position groups That's quarterback and linebacker. Other than that, they've got the talent advantage in every single uh, position yeah. group on the field.
4: Hell, they had your quarterback. <clears throat> good, good Lord. So they're, that's their biggest weakness and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm.
5: So, I mean, that, there's no question after last year, what their biggest weakness is. So I read, I read up on 10 programs to be okay to st- like go on this podcast and I can tell you I did no reading on Clemson whatsoever because I thought it was such a lock that they were going to win the Atlantic. I thought we would just not say anything about them and move on. Like we normally do.
4: Yeah, it's it's just a time of what's interesting about them is is the moment. Yeah. Moment of uh, they lost a lot of big coordinators. Most of them, I don't really think anybody's too irreplaceable with the exception of maybe Brent Venom. I think he was the by far the biggest loss. And, like, what that means for them going forward, I don't know. It certainly is going to be hard to match. If they get 85%, 80% of what he did, then they're still going to be real good. But the rest of the guys, I don't know. I don't think Tony Elliott's
1: anything too spectacular. Um, So they may get an improvement on that side of the ball this year. So um, we'll see there's a very real scenario where state finishes seven and one in the conference and doesn't win the division. Yeah. Possible. October one. So we're talking about, you know, big games. Um,
4: This, I guess, isn't necessarily technically conference, but
1: Clemson also plays Notre Dame late season, in the season. Um, I believe at in South Bend. And so that's Talking about big games that are involve conference teams, that's another big one this year. Carolina yeah. gets Notre Dame and Chapel Hill. I think Morgan does Tech play Notre Dame. I think they do, don't they? I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry. I know Notre <laughs> Dame plays a couple, a couple high-profile ACC teams. But, I mean, they're ranked high. They're in the top five in all the rankings, too.
5: Um, obviously, they've lost their uh, head ball coach there. He went south to get yeah. family
2: down there. Louisiana. Tech does not play Notre Dame this year. Okay.
4: Yeah, and that's another thing with like Notre Dame. It's like, are you know,
1: you're really scared of them? Like, who knows? You got a brand-new coach over there, too. So, um, But well, speaking been, of – He's been with the program for a long time. And he has all rallied around him. And doesn't mean, oh, yeah. Hurts,
5: but uh, oh, I mean, yeah. if you want cohesion and, and, uh, and what's the other word the coaches always want? Continuity. Um, continuity. Uh, culture. I'm trying to think of all my C words, my buzzwords. Uh, that guy supposedly hasn't stayed. So, I mean, everything
4: seems great with the hire, but everybody feels good until you start playing football games. So,
1: you know. Who knows? Um, we're talking about uh, Louisiana or what were we calling him last year?
4: Mr. Authentic. Brian Kelly. <coughs> Mr. Authentic. Yeah, Mr. Authentic. We're talking about Mr. Authentic. Florida um, State goes down there and plays them this year. I don't think that'll be interesting to, in a sense of Florida State obviously is not anywhere near what they used to be, but it'll be interesting to see where they're at in their process. When they go down there against Brian Kelly's LSU Tigers, Um, and then Miami also plays Texas AM this year.
3: Yeah,
1: and
4: talking about a test of where your program at is that right out of the gate? Yeah. I mean, not right out of the gate, but here in your first season under a new head coach, that's a pretty good challenge.
0: Speaking of. of teams that can't break through that, get over the hump. Next day oh A&M. yeah. <laughs> I, no, I do
1: have home. a uh, SEC question.
0: Well, yeah, they go eight, nine wins, and that's all they get. But I do have a question for y'all, SEC related, uh, with Mr. Authentic. Um, he's roughly 63, 65 years old, somewhere in that ballpark. Does Brian
1: Kelly win a national championship at LSU before he retires? I, I think no. We we previously asked this. We could go back to the tape because when he, he went when he took
4: the job and I can't remember what everybody's answers were, but I'm sticking with him. I don't think just the way he's started his tenure there. I don't see how, I mean, he might be a good football coach and he can prove me wrong. I'm sure he cares what I think, but, um, but he just, I don't see how someone, you know, we're calling him Mr. Authentic as a tongue in cheek thing. Like you're going to come in and be this guy who's not like, you're pretending to be something to fit this program instead of just being who you are, like molding that culture around that. I just don't, I'm not, I don't feel good about that working out,
1: but whatever, tell you, I don't care whether they want to tie it or not. So I'll be rooting them against them. Cause I don't like him. Morgan, what do you think? Say that again. Uh, what do you think? Does he want to,
0: does Brian Kelly win a national title at LSU before he retires?
1: Uh, No. See, I'm, I don't think I just know I'm the oddball
0: here. I think he does. And the reason being the last three coaches that have been at LSU have won a national title. So the infrastructure to be able to get that done there is better than it is at most other schools. On top of that, Brian Kelly was the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. He's going, he's going to have a different type of athlete at LSU than he did in Notre Dame. Better recruits. You got to have the Jimmys and Joes to, uh, to win <laughs> in the game. And I think that his, he's a proven commodity as, uh, with winning ballgames. Another you know, with, C word. With having, there you go. Another C word. Uh, but with having the talent that he's going to have in Baton Rouge and going back to, what did Saban go there in what I think 2000, 2000 or two thousand one? Two thousand seven. he left and that was Les Miles. Uh Saban won the national title there in 03 because he Perfect. went from Michigan State in ninety nine, I think, to LSU in two thousand. Um, the last three coaches there have all won a national title. Yep. Like a has I, I just think that I think that it's it's hard to see him not winning a national title unless Saban hangs on and just has a super team of sorts. <laughs> And they don't get into the playoff because of Nick Saban. Possible. Yeah, I, that, 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 very possible. That's one yeah. of
4: my biggest thoughts on the beyond, like, I don't think he fits, is like,
1: how the hell are you going to get through Nick Saban? Because I don't think he's going anywhere. So, you know. If you uh, go ahead. but it, you got to imagine part of his calculus is what Logan.
4: Like, him going to LSU is part of what Logan just described. He knows his age. He wants to win a national title. And for all the hype and notoriety Notre Dame gets, yeah, I mean, and he was successful there. But for all the hype and notoriety they get, they're not as, as good as the hype they get. I mean, they, they're a good football program. And they're going to always probably be in the conversation. But they're not a, a year in that a year-in, year-out national title just not
1: accurate, but the media likes them and they have a lot of history so you know there you go the last time notre dame was in the national championship game which is topical for those that uh (laughs) might have seen the on your netflix
5: banner the the non-existent girlfriend has really not that much to do with uh college football it's about a Notre Dame player who was playing for the team the last time they went to the national championship game. Um, The last time they went to the national championship game, they got flat out blown out against Alabama. The game was so bad that Brent Musburger actually lost his job because he was so bored with the game. He was commenting on people in the stands. I'll just leave it at that.
3: Uh,
0: Females
4: who were dating players on the
1: field. On the Alabama
4: (laughs) team,
0: yeah. I saw a montage the other day that that's not an isolated incident from uh, Musburger. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he he is probably um, the Twitter post said that he is the uh, the horniest announcer.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was egregious that night, and the only reason why we probably all noticed that if we weren't at a bar, which I was not, was because the game was so bad. awful. Well, there's a reason why I bring that up. It's not because I want to crap on Notre Dame's chance to go undefeated and win a national championship. It's because Notre Dame has a certain athlete. And we've been kind of dancing around it, but they need a student athlete. It's very important when you hear Swarbeck, um, and I'm throwing around terms. Jack Swarbeck, is the, uh, he's a pretty big deal right now for the ACC because if he decides to go to the Big Ten, he is the, what, the eighty president? He's something like that. Yeah, I think big, he's the
0: AD in uh, Notre Dame. I argue I think he's the best athletic character in the country.
5: So if he decides he wants to take his ball and, and leave, or if he wants to stay independent, it helps the ACC out. But he's a pretty big linchpin right now. If he, um, along with the father at Notre Dame, if the two of them decide to put their heads together, and that could have some pretty big uh, ripples for the ACC. All that said, um, pretty much any interview you ever hear him give, and this goes back a decade or longer. Uh, he's talking about student athletes. To your point about LSU, uh, <laughs> I've been to a game at LSU. That's a whole different experience. It's just, it just is what it is. No disrespect to send man uh, and, and Lane Stadium. But that is a, that is a whole experience. Um, and there's a lot of money behind it. And anybody that uh, actively pays to have a live tiger on the sidelines as part of their uh, pocket change uh, can probably support some athletes coming through. All that said, I brought up the Notre Dame-Alabama game for a reason. It's because um, the guy who's coaching Alabama, unfortunately, um, well, he was on Dan Patrick recently, and they asked him when he was planning on retiring, and he said that he doesn't know what he would do if he retired. So I think that guy uh, is not, he's going to be removed (laughs) one way or the other from the situation. I don't think he's necessarily going to retire, so I don't think. Going anywhere anytime soon, and if all roads still lead through Saban, kind of like we what we've been talking about with Clemson, I hate to uh bore everybody to death, but um uh, Lane Kiffin, who worked with Saban, basically has kind of had the same thought process, which is, well, we're you know competing for the Orange Bowl, which is nice, and um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
5: got be realistic. Most of the people in the SEC, at least until they can uh, get some sort of NID. NIL deal in place or some sort of something in place, um, they're going to be competing with the bodies that are wearing crimson. And if you think those people don't care about football, well, you got another thing coming. And I don't know what you've been listening to for the last 90 episodes, because we don't ever talk about Alabama on this podcast because we don't need to, because they speak for themselves.
2: Yep. I, I think when you speak of Alabama, I think what should scare everybody is, is a comment that Nick Saban made just recently about the state of Alabama football from last year, and I think uh, it was a uh, quote-unquote quote, kind of a rebuilding year. Um, <laughs> yeah. That should scare everybody in the fact that they're probably going to come out and beat the ever-living shit out of every team they play, including the national championship game. Yeah. Morgan,
4: we 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 made the playoff. We, we were in the playoff and in the title game, we were rebuilding.
3: Yes. <laughs> like, who the... F- says that <laughs>
2: that'd be like that'd be like uh you know bill belichick in the height of like their their prime year with break yeah we were kind of rebuilding last year you, you <laughs> won the you, you you won the super bowl last year yeah we were rebuilding
5: yeah we went 19 and 0 and didn't have the helmet catch happen we were rebuilding we'll probably be a little bit better hopefully we'll work on fundamentals this year like
2: it just like it i'm it, it, it's like you said, Lane Kevin, yeah, we're we're competing for the Orange Bowl. Like it, unless one of us is an Alabama fan, just go ahead and pick your, your bowl game that you think you're gonna play and and, and call it a because 'Cause you're not no one's beating Alabama this year. Yeah,
5: best, I don't think so either. I the agree best with part you, part about, <laughs> the best part about um, watching an Alabama game is that you check the score to see if it's close and then you immediately switch over to see if that's the team that's gonna do it. Yeah.
3: Oh,
2: it's like, oh, 35 to nothing. Oh, what is that, A halftime score? No, that that's 15 minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs>
3: oh.
2: All right, well, I'm just going to go watch paint dry now.
0: <laughs> I think that Nick Saban really is the uh, Ric Flair of college football. Um, the only, he's going to die on the sideline. Ric Flair one time made a comment that, it, that he was uh. He was gonna die in the wrestling ring, and I think that's Nick Saban's mentality of uh, coaching he football.
5: He tried a couple I, weeks
0: ago, right?
4: I, yeah, Great <laughs> <Rick laughs> player. Yeah, I can kind of get that. I mean, you know, Angle was poking fun at um, Coach Gay here a few months back because he's he repeatedly in interviews been like, "Oh, what's your hobby?" And he's like, "I don't have any. I <laughs> I, I just focus on basketball."
1: And he like I. Golf. <laughs> Yeah, well, some, some of us don't have hobbies, Logan. <laughs> some of us focus on our craft. <laughs> besides, besides pledging the fridge for Miss Terry. That seems to be one of the top. And <laughs> <laughs> I no um,
0: cream pies. <laughs>
5: yeah, that's, a, that's his real passion in life. He's going to go to work for Little Debbie. <laughs> so no, one, no one in America cares that we're going to guys weekend but we've given away the weekend we're going because it doesn't take too much after to figure out when Clemson plays NC State. That's the same weekend that Alabama plays at Arkansas. However, the next weekend, they do play Texas A&M, and I don't think I have to remind anybody of the comments that were shared back and forth, which Commissioner Sankey, who apparently is the commissioner of all of college sports now, more or less, uh, told everybody to pipe down. So nothing more has come of that. But if you think that they're not going to be amped up when they go into Bryant-Denny, I think there's another thing coming. And then my favorite, and we haven't, we've only mentioned him in passing, the day after Memorial Day, or sorry, Veterans Day, uh, you do have the potential undefeated if they get past Texas A&M and LSU the week before. You do have the Alabama Crimson Tide, most likely with a number
1: one ranking, rolling in to see an old friend and oxford it. <laughs> oh boy so that would be the last meaningful game that they play um before auburn so and they get auburn at home so the last spoiler so to speak <laughs> would potentially i'm not taking anything away from
5: auburn but auburn always gets up for that game obviously and uh it looks like it might be right around thanksgiving so it's usually i think the I don't. I don't want to sound ignorant, but I believe it's usually the Friday after, uh, usually Black Friday, that the Iron Bowl happens. But um, which is Auburn, Alabama. But the week, uh, two weeks before the last real meaningful
1: game, there you got L- you run in the gauntlet there with uh, Texas A and M, Tennessee, which, um, <laughs> Mississippi State, um, great at baseball, and then you've got LSU and Ole Miss. So back
5: to back LSU and and uh, Ole Miss. On the road, by the way, for both of those games for
1: Alabama. So they're going in Saturday night, you know it, at LSU. And then they're going into uh, old Battery himself down there at Lane Kiffin.
5: Yeah,
1: I know how much he loves things getting thrown at people. So. <laughs> we'll see. So one more thing about all of our teams.
0: Every, I want everybody to go around the table and uh, and do a record prediction.
1: Um. For, for your respective school this year. And oh, then we, we can check back later in the year and see how close we were. Dustin, if you all want right. to take things Easy. away from the Mike Elko era. Easy. Four and eight, a non-conference schedule. Going to help us out this year.
0: So four and oh and then oh and eight in the conference?
1: Quite possible. Or drop one of the non-conference games and beat Georgia Tech, <laughs> one or the other.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: All I want to see is not losing by forty. They're losing by a couple touchdowns or have a couple close
1: games. That's an improvement.
0: (laughs) All right, Morgan. The Brent Pry era starts now. What's what's year one look like?
1: Uh, I think he gets.
2: I think he starts off his first year six wins. Six good start. Mm -hmm. Six wins probably finish like I said, third or fourth in the uh, in the coastal. (sighs)
1: All right. Is Mac finally back this year? Wasn't he back when he went to the Orange Bowl? That wasn't you, you went. Well, he you went to the Orange Bowl with eight wins and a COVID year. year. I eh. I've never, never been before. That's a big deal for our program. Orange Bowl's a big deal. Um, Yeah, we've been text one a few. <laughs> 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 Speaking of tech... I misspoke earlier, uh, Logan. You play Georgia Southern, right? Yeah. We play Georgia State. So no oh, wonder okay. you're worried about it. Georgia State's an actual decent road team. Um, I had seven. I might go eight. Uh, we'll beat Florida and m We'll beat App State, I hope. We'll beat Georgia State. We should. These are should games. We will lose to Notre Dame, so that's your first loss.
5: We're almost guaranteed because I'm going to be standing right next to him lose to Virginia Tech.
2: We will then, don't don't, don't backpedal on that one.
5: <laughs> we will then turn around and beat Miami. That's almost a guarantee. We will lose to Virginia Tech and then beat Miami in Miami. Um, that'll be a fun game to pick, especially if I'm on the Miami bandwagon all year. Um, we will then beat Duke, who for some reason we're playing in the middle of October. Um, despite their new and improved nutrition system. Um, We we will beat Pittsburgh because we always seem to beat Pittsburgh. Um, We will beat Virginia, although I don't feel great about that. Or Sorry, although I don't feel great about the Pittsburgh pick, I think we'll beat them because we're at home. We will beat Virginia because they have a new new coach and not that much talent, although I hate watching Brendan Armstrong run around the field because I hate that gimmick system that they run. We will then lose to Wake Forest because they'll be amped up uh, from last year in that shootout of a game, and because it makes no sense for us to lose to Wake Forest at that point in the year. And then we will beat Georgia Tech, although it will be close.
1: And I hate playing Georgia Tech, and then the fourth loss, probably a game I'm going to be at, and that will be the NC State. And it will be some game that NC State doesn't need because their season will have ended two weeks prior. And they'll
5: just be playing for pride or some bullshit like that. And then I'll come into Chapel Hill and our stadium will be half full because everybody, you know, you know, was tailgating uh, on their nutritional diet of cheese and wine.
0: And in the parking decks where the tailgating happens, there.
1: It's not entirely true. Your friends just don't have any money.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Carolina comment. Be. <laughs> what, do you,
1: what,
5: do
3: want, what do you want me to
1: say? We'll go eight and four. I don't know if eight
5: and four is good enough to uh, is, to win the division, because if, if I'm saying that we'll lose to Miami, then that's why it would make sense to have Miami.
4: I don't is that
1: success? Because Morgan and I are defining our records as success. What's success? For us? Yes. Winning every road game. That's Miami, Duke, Wake, Virginia. And then the non-conference stuff, and I think you got to
5: be competitive. In all seriousness, I think you have to be competitive in the last minute with Notre Dame,
1: and I would love to be at NC State. I, I, I do find it, a, I do think that an eight and
0: four prediction is kind of bold. You're talking about replacing your greatest quarterback in program history from a six and seven club with a freshman, and you're going to get. Two games to three games better. I think it's possible because I think Carolina's got the talent, but it just, how good is the quarterback position going to be?
5: I think that the unfortunate, and I mentioned this earlier, the unfortunate thing is, and I know I'm talking to a snake bitten fan already, but you've had 14 (laughs) games where you've
1: been in a game that is seven points or less and you've somehow managed to lose ball. I get that. I just, at what point does it? Uh, at what point does it end? Um, I, you've got four
5: winnable, four winnable, winnable. Unless we suck completely, you have four winnable games because you have. I mean, no offense, but you have Florida A&M, App State, Georgia State, and then I'm not. I'm. We play Duke and Georgia Tech. Yeah. And we play Duke on the road. I hear they have, like I said, a really nice stadium now and really nice food, but. Uh, <laughs>
1: A pretty good stadium these days. Yeah, they took the track away. It just gives you some Brunswick stew. So that's five right there. I mean, if you can pop off with three more, I, I... all right, we got you. You don't have to go through the schedule again. Very hard the first time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> all
0: right, so if we're defining what makes a successful season, um, I'm gonna go with a prediction of ten and two. But the two losses are going to be both in conference, and they're not going to be who you think they are, and it's going to cost us the division in the in the way that it goes. I think they get out four and zero to start the year. They go down to Clemson, and they win a nail biter on the road. Call them that now. Win a nail biter on the road. But then one of the next two games is going to be the first loss. It's either going to be at home to Florida State or on the road to Syracuse. Uh, Going up to Syracuse is not that they're any good it's just that it, there are some ugly games happen there and that would be an nc state thing to do would be follow up a uh, clemson win on the road to lose to the other orange team in the division so i think that beat clemson either lose the next week to florida state or the week after at syracuse then i think that i'm glad that um we're catching virginia tech in first year of their new head coach because we got them on a thursday night at home that's going to be likely a blackout game uh, for NC State. That probably will be an electric crowd. And the next day, Dustin, we're all going to see Turnpike Troubadour, so that would be a fun weekend. Um, then weekend. then uh, Wake Forest game at home. Sam Hartman may be back by that late in the season. Don't know. Don't know the details on that. But anybody that knows anything about the NC State Wake Forest game, the home team always wins. So it's at home. I got it as a win. Then we have Boston College, one at home. Then we have a scare at Louisville uh, in the next last week of the season, but we pull that one out. It's only to have divisional implications going into the last week of the season in Chapel Hill, and we lose a close one. UNC takes away our, our shot at the division. We finish 6-2 and two in the conference. Clemson finishes 7-1, and, one, and uh, they win the division. We don't. We 10-2 overall. I still consider that a very successful season. Um, ten win, ten regular season wins is my barometer for a great season this year. Nine and three, I won't be unhappy with, but it's like it's one of those things. It's like we've done this before, kind of feeling. Um, seven wins, abject failure. Eight wins, uh, disappointment. Um, but ten and two is my prediction for a successful
1: season. But we lose, not to who you think we do. Who are we ridiculing all year long? Are <laughs> we picking anyone new? The listeners didn't listen to us pick our
5: teams to win or lose all the way to the end here. They need they need a nugget. They need something surprising. They
1: need something different.
0: Well, considering that there is a um I'm sticking with my UT hate. Considering that if you go to ColcansNetbird.com slash shop, there is a t shirt available in the Colcan Sports line that is uh horns down always. So if you hate Texas as much as I do, check out the T-shirt. It's available in maroon, black, red, and if you're really feeling saucy about it, burnt orange. So Texas is my team to hate this year. Horns down always.
1: I have a T-shirt discussion to close out whenever we're ready. Okay. I, I always like poking fun at Michigan and any team in the Big Ten
5: up until. Um, I plan on just – anytime I make fun of the Big Ten, I plan on just screaming uh, the entire time because that's That's blocking it yeah that's how they that's how they tell us about how great they are which by the way isn't that like any alpha male that has to tell you he's an alpha male um generally (laughs) generally they don't have to say it like the guy who served overseas and was a super big badass like yeah yeah okay cool
1: so anyways thanks for the uh thanks for the update big 10 on how wonderful you are that you screamed at everyone (laughs) I'll try and find someone else to make fun of. Maybe I'll make fun of Mississippi State all year, since I'm clearly back <laughs> on the
3: like, train again. Um,
1: yeah,
5: I, I'm sure I'll I'll hate
4: all
1: the same people and maybe find some new ones. We'll yeah. see how the year goes.
2: Morgan, um, in my usuals, I'm going to enjoy hating UVA. I'm going to enjoy hating Miami. Um, <laughs> I'm going to you know, hope and pray that Alabama has two losses just because it makes college football
1: interesting when they have a loss to get other people you know hoping hoping a dream is this the year you back Syracuse is this what (laughs) is this the year you back Syracuse
2: no, no, Syracuse. I mean, the letters in the mail. I don't. I guess they haven't <laughs> gotten it yet, or they're too embarrassed to read it online. That they've been uh, evicted from the ACC. Just a matter of time before they get their shit together and, and admit that they just need to take a hike down the road and take Boston College with them and Georgia Tech too, and just go find a new playground to play on. You know.
0: Tell them to go to the new Big East with the rest of the uh, with all the Catholic schools up in the Northeast.
2: Yeah, go go
3: revive the Big East and have fun over there. <laughs>
1: Sounds like Georgia Tech might be edging their way on to our ridiculous.
2: <laughs> edging, the, it too. they're there, and 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 also, angle if if your team loses to to
3: Wake um, this year. Uh, you just shouldn't be playing. <laughs> well, if
2: they have the quarterback. quarterbacks Okay, they have the quarterback. But if you're playing some little snot-nosed 18-year-old who's 180 pounds soaking wet, then, you yeah. um. know. Understood.
1: Props to Wake for getting to, what, 10 or 11 wins last year is the yeah. sports,
2: BCS. I'll, I'll tell you one game I'm power, looking power, power forward five. to this year is we get to play West Virginia this year. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Black Diamond Trophy. They beat us last time we played. Um, we're taking that trophy back this year. They, uh, You were talking about some heated uh, rivalry. It's bigger than, it's nastier than the UVA because you don't have to worry about UVA fans. The ones They don't show up the ones that do or not ever paying attention to the football game, but West Virginia and and Virginia Tech, you talk about some punches being thrown between the fan bases there. Good old-fashioned fisticuffs. Well, it's mountain boys versus
1: mountain boys. (laughs) It's nice
5: West Virginia finally got to play somebody they want to play as opposed to Texas Tech. I know their long-standing rivalry with Baylor. This is where conference sucks. So. Sorry, I had to get in one last. <laughs> well,
0: my last comment for college football for the year is it's not a team that I'm going to be railing on and hating. It's a team that I'm once again uh, going to believe in and attaching myself to for the year in the same way that Dustin is on uh, the train with the U. Uh, Ryan boarded the Lane train a couple seasons ago. Once again, go Pokes, go Cowboys, Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State. They're going to win the Big 12 this year. Uh, they're 12th in the AP poll. It's just fitting that it's Oklahoma State, NC State, back-to-back back in the poll, but go Pokes. They
1: won't. They'll blow it, too.
0: They, were <laughs> a, a, they were a half a yard short last year.
1: <laughs> nope. You can't make that up. <laughs> nope.
2: Well, here's the next question, or one of the last ones. Um, what is USC going to do this year?
1: Yeah, don't care. I th- think that they probably win eight, nine games. It's, it's not going to be a,
0: a playoff turnaround that quick, but I think they're going to be much better than
5: they, what they've been.
2: I'll give them seven wins this year. They win
5: the pack six or whatever it is now.
1: Is this, <laughs> pack,
5: pack four, they, pack they can four. be our new team. We hate USC. Oh, I can't sign off with, with
0: Scotty is the head that. Yes.
4: Coach. We're, we're going to hate USC this year.
2: Okay,
0: I'm down. Just, be, just
4: because you cheer for every team that gets good when they get good, Anger, doesn't <laughs> mean that you get to veto this. We're they're, No, we're hating USC this year. It's a
2: decision. I'm um, down. Let's do it. Let that I'm not cheering against I'm, Scotty McCreary. I hope they go winless.
0: <laughs> Morgan, you got on board fast, but I like it. That
5: winless for SC. Winless.
4: In the, in the worst conference in America.
5: You guys mean Darius Rucker's usc right?
3: No.
0: No, they're they're called Carolina. Yeah, <laughs>
5: unfortunately, they won the Mayo Bowl, so I guess uh, you know
0: the battle for the right to the name Carolina.
2: Yeah,
0: it's like a pro wrestling loser leaves town match.
2: Well, they did win their bowl. They did win their bowl game last year. <laughs> Who did <they> play again? <laughs> North Carolina. South Carol.
0: Carolina beat North Carolina. <laughs>
5: <laughs> North Carolina lost the last two games. Of the, remember how we were blacking it out? They lost the last two games of the year to NC State, South Carolina. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. That was a happy holidays for me. Sam Howell went out with a whimper.
2: So wait a second. So you, you, the beginning of the year, you get shit kicked out of you by the state that sits on top of you. And then you finish the season out of getting the shit kicked out of you by the state that sits below you. <laughs> and
5: then your cousin down the street did it too.
2: <laughs> I believe they call that a shit sandwich.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Well, that's our college football preview for this year. Um, be sure to go in the Spotify link with the new uh, uh, button that allows you to be able to send in a one minute, up to one minute voicemail to us. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, or if you just have some comments. And like I said, depending on what you say, we might air it. Uh, so that's going to be in the from here forward in all of the, the descriptions for each episode on Spotify. Uh, but as always, give us five stars and a great review on wherever you get your podcast. Check out the website, coldcansnumber.com, miserable-reckless.com. And uh, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. We will see you next time.